back to the 81st episode of the Tundra Cast, and today I got Ryan. What's up, boys? And join us today in his debut is Varun. Oh, what's up, everyone? And uh, so today we're going to, we made a tier, li- tier list, and, you know, we thought it'd be fun to rank these coaches um, in different segments, different tiers, whatever you want to call it. So... Um, I don't know how this idea sprung up. I think I was just texting Ryan. I was like, yo, who do you think is better than Sheldon Keefe or whatever? And no, yeah. that's that, that's it. That's basically how it started. So we have all 32 coaches. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess we can get right into it. So first coach we have is Rod Brennamore of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I mean, for me, I, I mean, he's, he's a really tough one to start with because I think he's anywhere from a to s i think i think he's definitely an a tier level coach carolina has been a very good team since he's taken over they've been good for pretty much a second round appearance almost every year he's been there and they're first right now in their division um but i don't want to set the bar (laughs) at s already so i i'm thinking like high end a but you guys let me know what you think yeah i guess like Obviously been a really good coach, and Carolina's a really good team. Um, could have gone far in the playoffs, but some injuries affected them. Uh, I think I think I agree with you. High A is a good spot for him. Yeah, I can see that. I would argue S right now, but we can see um, how this list later unfolds. So yeah, I think A is a good place to start. B, I be- uh, second one. I think I can. I think that's Jared Bednar. That is indeed your Benner. Okay. I mean, he's the defending cup champ, man. I feel like, I feel like you you, you got him, stick him in in, in the S tier. I mean, for I mean, maybe you know. I think if you gave Brindamore, you know, a team like Colorado, he'd also have won the cup last year. But I mean, he does have the cachet. I, I do think he's a top five coach in the NHL. So, I mean, him and Brindamore are pretty close for me, but. You know, I think because he has the cup win, I'd put him in S. Yeah, I don't know. You can't really argue with the cup. So, and he's and he's just a good coach all around. So I think I'd stick him in S for now and see where it goes. All right. Yeah, and Benner just got extended a couple days ago too. So there's that. Uh, Craig Verube also just won a cup. What four years ago? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Uh, I think yeah, three, three, three years ago. Three, three, four years ago. I mean, yeah. Tampa's won the two in Colorado so four seasons ago, right? Because right. Tampa had the two and Colorado won last year. Yeah, I mean, like St. Louis has been bad this year, but is that really on Barubi? I don't know. They have they they have a, a crap defense. They got two AHL goalies in that, so like you know, it's not on him on any means. Obviously, he he was the one that got them that cup win. Um, when I think they're dead last in the league at some point during that season, then they went on that incredible run. Um, you know, for me, I would argue maybe high B, lower end A, just because until this year, St. Louis has been such a competitive team, um, not just in regular season, but in playoffs as well. Um, I, so no, I, I, I probably argue around B. Mm, but Ruby is a really interesting one because I think he obviously has the cachet, but I do think in in the last two to three seasons, really, I mean, St. Louis has really looked, has been a really up and down team. You know what I mean? There, there, there hasn't been much consistency in the play of the players. Um, and obviously, you know, this season, you can't put 
the like he's I don't think he's an incredible coach like he was being made out to be the year they won the cup, but I also don't think he's like a terrible coach. You know what I mean? I, I think he's somewhere in between. Um, and it doesn't really help that St. Louis's roster has kind of degraded so much over the last two seasons. Like Brain Shen's regressed, you know, Ryan O'Reilly regressed in a heavy way for them uh, this season. Their young guys aren't really stepping up, and he is so much so that he had to call them out. Remember, uh, like a yeah. couple weeks ago, he called out Kairu and Robert Thomas basically, um, saying, you know, our young guys got paid and they're not playing like they got paid. Um, I I'd agree B, but I'm not sure if I would still consider him an A tier coach anymore, just because the last two to three seasons, I just don't think the consistency has been there. You know, when I think of an A tier coach, I think of a coach where if he's your coach. You are going. Your team is going to be consistently good, you know, as long as you're the coach, right? Yeah. You're allowed to have like spells, like a week here, a week there, because no team is going to be amazing for the entire season. But I think with St. Louis, the last two seasons, they've had too many stretches where it's been like, like they start off like the first two months of the year last season, they were abysmal, right? And then this year, they've been really bad for really long stretches. I'd go B. I think I think B is pretty safe for him. Okay. Um, Rick Bonus, I mean, he's okay, I guess. Um, like, he did get the Dallas Stars that cup final appearance in 2020, but, I mean, how much was that due to Anton Hudobin playing absolutely out of his head? Um, like, you know, he's not the worst, but, like, he's kind of out of touch with today's game. Like, you just kind of saw it in, saw it in that Dallas Calgary series where, um, he can't get any offense out of any guys, and all he really does is, you know, you dump the puck in, and you bang crash net, and you know it it worked well for Winnipeg to start off the season. Uh, recently, I I'm pretty sure they've been a bottom five team since 2023. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I probably argue C. Yeah, I think I think that's good. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty, I think, I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's not much really to say about Rich Bonus. I, I, he's not a special coach. I think if you give him a, a capable team, he, he can put you in kind of that wild card, maybe second place in your division. Yeah, he keeps you you're, like you're not going to. If Rich Bonus is your coach, you're not going to miss the playoffs or be really bad because he was your coach, you know. But yeah. he's not going to be the reason that your team wins the cup or goes on a deep cup run. So I mean, yeah, I'd probably agree. Uh, Bruce Casty is next up, and you know I'm gonna say this. I was drunk um, when Casty first got fired. I thought it was the biggest mistake the Bruins still did. Um, but uh, Jim Montgomery has done very well there. But Cassie has also done very well in Vegas. Um, they're first place in the Pacific right now. They've had a lot of injuries this year. You no know, Mark Stone, um, obviously Logan Thompson, just to name a few. Um, you know they did lose some pieces in the offseason, most notably Max Pacioretty, and they're still one of the best teams in the West. So, you know, I think I think it's I'm I think it's safe to say he is one of the best coaches in the league. I don't think he's an S tier yet because, you know, he hasn't really proven anything in the playoffs. But when it comes to the regular season, when it comes to just, you know, meeting expectations, I would say Cassie's around the day. 
Yeah, I I agree. He's an A. Um, like obviously he's coached really good teams over the past few years. Um, that have all performed really well, and you know switching teams isn't easy, and he just switched teams and made it look easy. And Vegas is obviously at the top of their division, so I think an eighth year is good for him. Yeah, I mean, not much for me to add here for Cassidy. I mean, top, probably a top five ten coach in my head too. Yeah. Uh, John Cooper's next. I mean, I don't think this is a... <laughs> obviously yeah. he's going to go to F, right? Yeah, um... yeah. Screw, screw this guy and my season last year. <laughs> he's going to do a season this year too. Don't worry. Uh, um... I mean, I don't know. Not with the way their their roster has been playing as of late. What if they drop three straight now? I'm just saying. Yeah, no, that's right. But hey, we'll what about the, the two games before? I don't know. Tampa's looking kind of iffy. Uh, no, I'm just saying myself up for disappointment. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, now the next guy who I like to call Peter Demid. Um, <laughs> you know what? He's just like a slightly better version of Rick Bonus. Like he's not bad, but he's not great. Like you'll make the playoffs with him, and like he's not gonna hurt your team. But like he doesn't make you, like he doesn't make you guys contenders. You know, like he's just weird. Um, you know, it's just I don't know. I don't know what to think about DeBoer. I don't think he's a like I don't think he's good enough. It's weird. I don't think he's good enough to be a B coach, but I don't think he's bad enough to be a C coach. He's just like kind of in the middle there. I think um, I think I would tentatively put him in C. I don't know if Arun's going to say that, but I just think when you look at coaches, I think ceiling is very important, you know? And I think with a guy like Berube, he's shown that he can lift the ceiling of a team to be a cup contender, whereas I don't think I've ever seen that with a guy like DeBoer. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll take your team to the playoffs and maybe win around, but, you know, not much else. So, yeah, I don't really know. I guess in between B and C would be ideal, but can't do that, so... Um, I guess C is, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd stick him in All C, right. but ahead of bonus. Cause I do think he's, 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 he's better than bonus. All right. All right. I agree with that. Uh, DJ Smith is up next. Uh, no, I, I thought he was good until this season. Like they have such a talented team, especially after adding Jacob Jicker. Like that's actually such a good ass team in Ottawa now. And they're still performing below expectations. So I would probably put him D. Hey, look, I know DJ Smith. You know he was an assistant with Toronto. Um, I think he was responsible for our penalty kill the year before he left for, um, but before he left for Ottawa, and that was one of the best penalty kills um, the Leafs had um, in the new era with Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. So I, I, I do, I do like him, but also he's coaching Ottawa now, so I don't like him. And <laughs> I wouldn't, I think, I think D is fair for him because, you know, with a, a lot of these other coaches that are ahead of him right now, I think to be a C tier level coach, your floor has to be like, you know, you've either proven you can, you can take a team to the playoffs or you've shown that, especially for some of these coaches that are newer, you have shown that you can really help young players grow right to yeah. be in that c plus tier c b uh, a or s right and i think with dj he hasn't really shown either 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can say Batherson and, and Josh Norris, but Josh Norris has kind of struggled this season, plus the injuries. And, you know, how much of Batherson was, was really DJ Smith? I, I would argue none. I think Batherson is just a very good player. Um, and obviously Ottawa hasn't really found success winning hockey games consistently with DJ. And so I think you can't really put him higher than a D until he can prove he can get a team to the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, he's also kind of absolutely ruined the brinket. So there's that. That's true, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Next is Dallas Akins. Yeah, straight to F. <laughs> yep. I've watched this man destroy the Edmonton Oilers. I'm so happy he's doing that to the Anaheim Ducks. He sucks. <laughs> next, uh, we got Dean Ev- Everson from Minnesota. Um, I mean, Minnesota's been really, really good this year. And, I mean, we talked about Phil Gustafson a few weeks ago. I mean, he's been unbelievable. But, the, you know, Minnesota has a crap ton of role players. And yet, like, they could be first in the Central. I mean, Ryan Hartman turned into an absolute beast under this guy. I think he had, like, 30 goals last year. This yep. year is 30 points in 50 games. That's still pretty good for a guy like Ryan Hartman. Frederick Gaudreau is on pace for back-to-back 40-point seasons. Um, Marcus Foligno, somehow a bottom-six grinder turned into a good top-six guy. Um, you know, Kirill Kaprizov obviously took off under him. Uh, you know, Matt Boldy's fit in well there. For me, Evanson, I, I'd rank him probably around the B. Honestly, I think he's just been a solid coach for them. Uh, we'll see if Minnesota can finally stay out of mediocrity and do something this year in the playoffs. But until then, I think B's a pretty fair grade. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, players are players look amazing under him, and you know Minnesota. But like you said, I guess he turns these guys into really good players. So I think yeah, B would be good. You gotta keep in mind he lost. They lost a really good player in the offseason yeah. in Fiala, and mm-hmm. you know they had a bit of a slow start to the season because they just couldn't find ways to score. And I mean that kind of happens when your team's second best goal scorer <laughs> leaves, gets traded away. But you know, they're finding ways to win games. They've uncovered a Vesna caliber goaltender, um, and that team is nasty to play against. And so I think I think B is a good spot for him. One more thing, Marcus Johansson there, nine points in eleven games. So like, you no, know, even like the depth players are finding key roles there. So yeah, I think B is perfect. Uh, hopefully Minnesota can actually do something in the playoffs because I want to see Minnesota succeed. To be honest, um, next this is where I feel like there might be some disagreements. I don't think Gerard Gallant's a good coach at all. The underlying numbers for the Rangers are just absolutely terrible. Um, the things that are keeping them afloat are Igor Shishkerkin, uh, the world's um, best actor because he dies a lot. Um, <laughs> Keandre Miller is great. Adam Fox. And, you know, they got a lethal offense. But, you know, how much is – like, how much of their success is due to um, Goliath? I don't think a lot of it is. I think a lot of it's due to – the Chris Drury, um, you know, the players they have there, they just have a, they're basically a super team. Like, you know, if you want to think of a super team in the NHL, that's what they are. Um, just a ton of all-stars and they're just a deep ass team. And, you know, the, the 5v5 analytics hate them. So, you know, they got, I mean, they yeah. got, they got absolutely outplayed in that Pittsburgh series. They, I don't, 
if Crosby didn't get injured, I mean, the Penguins win that in five or six. Same thing with Jari, because Jari got hurt game one, and then it was Lou Domingue until game seven, right? So if Jari and Crosby play that full series, the Rangers don't even go to the third round. So for me, I would put Gallant around the C. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I, th- I think you summed it up pretty well. I think the Rangers, um, like, obviously have an insanely talented roster. Like, just smoking up and down, it's, like, it's absolutely insane. So, and I, and I, and I don't think that Gerard Gallant is any part of how good they've been this season. Um, just just looking at, like, the record and how they play against um, certain teams. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd put him around a C, too. It's a it's a tough one for me because I think Gallant I think a couple years ago when he was coaching uh, Vegas, uh, Vegas, yeah, I thought he was a I thought he was a really really good coach then, right? If you asked me back then, I would have said he was easily an A tier coach because you know he was he took a team that not a lot of people were expecting to be as good as they were, and he he made them great. Um, and so from that aspect, you know, I want to put him in A. I want put him. I would put him in A, but you know, obviously with New York, I agree. I don't. I don't think he's been the reason that they're winning games, right? So it's a bit tough for me. You know, I would say probably low end B, high end C, um, but you know, we, we can probably put him near the top of C. I think. I think All that's right. fair. All right. Uh, next, Don Granado from Buffalo, who's completely changed around that culture. I mean, Tage Thompson. Um, I think. Granado put Thompson at center, and that's what got Thompson going. You know, he's unlocked Casey Middlesat's potential. Um, oh, yeah, Middlesat's look great. After Kruger yeah. completely ruined Jeff Skinner, Jeff Skinner has looked better than ever. Um, that Dude, that Buffalo team's scary. Like That's a, that's going to be a good team in two years, especially with all their prospects coming up. If all they can find is a reliable goaltender, because UPL has sucked ass. Hey, Devin Levi, hey, he might... I don't, they, I mean, yeah, they do have Levi coming up, but like that's gonna be such a good team in the future. Um, right now, I I would put him in the B tier, and when once Buffalo starts making the playoffs consistently year after year, um, that might go up to an A. Yeah, I I think, yeah, players players look great under him. Um, like you said, Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, they've like turned turned their careers on completely. Like both of them are elite, all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, hasn't she hasn't shown success whatever in the playoffs. So I think I think B would be fine for him now. I would I would put him at the very top of B to be honest. I would even consider sliding him into A. I'm a huge fan of Don Granado. I think the way he's turned around Tage Thompson and um, and Jeff Skinner, obviously Casey Millstat looks incredible now. Um, where a couple of years ago we would have thought you know Millstat was such a bust, right? And Millstat's always had the talent, but I think he got rushed a bit, and I think he's found his confidence under Granado. And I think Rasmus Dahlin has looked much better. Uh, with, oh, with yeah. Don Granado, right? He's he's uh, arguably a Norris level candidate under Granado, um, and you know I think Owen Power is going to benefit a lot. Granado's leaned kind of heavily on him. I remember I wasn't super high on Owen Power uh, when he w- it was he his drafted. draft year. Um, you know I thought his ceiling was you know not as high as others, but under Granado, who knows, right? You know he could he's looked very comfortable playing big minutes, right? Granado has not been scared of leaning on some of his younger players. Payton Krebs has looked pretty good under under him Paterka. as well. Paterka, right? Uh, Quinn has had some good moments as well. Cousins. Um, 
Cuz, yep, Cousins has looked incredible, and he made that jump too with Granado, right? Becoming like a, a 60, 70 point player. And so I would argue, just from a development standpoint, how bad Buffalo was before he got there. Yeah. I, I would argue he's an eight-year level coach, but you know, obviously it's only been what two seasons with him. You can't mm-hmm. you can't give that to him right away. But I think he should be at the very top of B. I'm a, I, I'd rather have him right now than Keith, to be honest. No, oh, wow. I, I, I think I think I told you that, Shay. Well, right. yeah, you did. We'll get into Keith. We'll get into him. Uh, next, Dave Haxtell from Seattle, and I still don't think he's a good coach. Like I know Seattle's been good this year, but like. You just like it, it, I'm gonna make a similar argument that I did for um Gaunt here. Um, their offense is goddamn lethal. Dan Daniel Sprong's in our fourth line. I'm pretty sure he has like almost forty points this year. Like they have, like they might not have a true stud up front yet. I know they have Veneers, right? But he's not really you know an elite elite player yet. But they just have a bunch of forward depth. They have basically like three second lines, and their fourth line is like a scoring third line. That's what they are. Just, <laughs> bundles of depth everywhere and like they've got a crap ton of lethal shooters i mean bjorkstrand burkowski everly mccann the list goes on and on and on like it's such a good forward court and even defensively like you no know, vince dunn is having a, a, a norris level type of season adam larson not someone that's not really known for his offense he's having a good career year um jamie alexiak's look good there susie you know will borgen um you know, they got Jacob Magna uh, a few weeks before the deadline, right? It's, you know, it's just, it's just the goaltending that needs some work. But, you know, once again, I don't think a lot of the success here is because of what Haxel's doing. Um, they still give up a lot of chances against. The defense system isn't great there. Um, the thing that's keeping them alive, though, are, once again, the forwards. I forgot to mention Ely Tolfanen. Um, oh, well, waiver pickup. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, good thing we didn't we didn't have Rossi on here because that would have pissed him off. <laughs> um, but yeah, like for me, like, no, is he DJ Smith back? No, but is he up in the Granados, the Barubes? Definitely not. I would probably put him like behind bonus FC. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, uh, John Hines. Uh, I'll let you guys talk because I've been talking forever. So I I want you guys to get to some arguments in. Um, I think I think with John Hines, you know, Nashville, obviously not an ideal season. You know, they're they're battling for their playoff lives right now. Um, they've had a lot of players that had pretty good seasons last year under John Hines, really underperformed this season. Fabro's taken a step back. Jeannot took a step back. How how they were able to get how much how much they got for him is still a shock to me. I know it's Tampa, and you should give him the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, the, the way he was playing with Nashville, I was shocked. Um, you know, but you know, I think, I think he's a, I think he's a fine coach. You know, I, 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 I think he's, I think he's better than Hackstall. Because you got to keep in mind, when he came back to Nashville, he did kind of revive Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson last year. Remember, we yeah. were talking about those two guys like they were absolute plugs, and Hines came in there and made them look. You know, like real top six contributors. Um, I think he's, but I do think that he didn't do guys like Tolvanen any favors. Tomasino has kind of been stunted, um, and so you know, it's it's tough. It's tough. I, I think I think he's a C tier level coach. I, I think I don't think he's, but at the same time, his tenure with with New Jersey was terrible. 
You know, it was he was oh, awful yeah. in New Jersey. And so if you're gonna factor that in, I might even consider him like D tier because, you know, he's you know, it's tough. I don't know. I'll let Varun decide this one. I I'm leaning towards D. Uh, yeah, I I don't really know much about him as a coach or or what the Predators have done the past two seasons, but, um, like obviously he's been insanely inconsistent. Like with New Jersey, that was horrendous, and then last year with Nashville. Like like Ryan Ryan said, um, players all of a sudden just became absolutely insane, and then this year again, it's back to mediocrity for Nashville. So I don't I don't really know I I wouldn't really know where to put in between C and D. Um, I guess I guess yeah, if you factor in that New Jersey stint, it has to be D, right? That was that was awful. All right, I guess I can see an argument there. Uh, speaking about Nashville, though, uh, a couple of players I want to bring up. Tommy Novak has 33 points in 39 games. I don't know who he was before this season. Um... I didn't know. I still didn't. <laughs> I still I don't watch Nashville yeah. hockey, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, Thomas Novak, 33 points. Wow. Um, uh, they got Yusuf Parsonen drafted 7th round 2019, 23 oh, points heard in 42 him. games. So, like, they're, they, there's some contributors. Um, right now, Yossi is injured. So their best defenseman is probably Tyson Berry. Oh, because he traded Ekholm, yeah. Oh, oh man, I love Matthias Ekholm so far. What a pickup. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah. Hines, not not great. Um, no, but, like, is the New Jersey thing really his fault, though? Like, don't get me wrong. It, it did Those not go well there. Those teams were miserable. Yeah, yeah right? Cool. I mean, I mean, to be fair, he did make Will Butcher look good, and after he left, Butcher became utter ass. I'm pretty sure he's in the AHL now. Oh yeah, like, yeah, they're not playing him anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I, you know what? Fine, I think D's fine. Uh, it's tough. We can we can adjust some of these later, depending on. Yeah. I just I just have a weird feeling we're gonna get a lot of coaches soon, like McClellan, who's gonna be like a BC tier guy, and it's just gonna. I just think we're gonna have too many guys in that BC oh, yeah. tier range. So that's kind of why. I, Preemptively uh, shut them down. Uh, you can talk about Sheldon Keith now. Oh, Sheldon. Sheldon, Sheldon, Sheldon. When you first came to Toronto, you were like a breath of fresh air. Oh my god. Putting Mitch Marner with Austin Matthews? What a concept. Oh my god. Switching up the lines if it doesn't work? What a concept. Playing guys on milestone games instead of benching them to send a message? Oh my god, what a novel concept. But recently, Sheldon, I'm not gonna lie, you've been getting on my damn nerves. You've been... I'm, I'm, I'm up to here with it. I, I The last two weeks, you know, up to, leading up to the trade deadline, Kyle Dubas was, make, was making moves left and right, right? We got Ryan O'Reilly, we got Jake McCabe, Noah Chari, Sam Lafferty, Eric Gustafson, Luke Shen. And then somehow, after the dust settled, we were left with Alexander Kerfoot on the first line with Austin Matthews. And Justin Hall still playing 20 minutes a game on the first pair? Like, <laughs> like some of these lineup decisions have been have been boggling to me um and you know i get you know ryan o'reilly's injury kind of threw a wrench into the situation and you know um 
and Kyle didn't really get him that top top flight sniper or goal scorer that you know a lot of fans were looking for. But like under no circumstance, Sheldon, should Alexander Kerfoot ever be playing on a line with Austin Matthews, unless every single other player in front of him has gotten hurt. I do not want to ever see Kerfoot on that line again. Never. Never. And Justin Hall, I get he's good on the penalty kill, but he's not a great five-on-five player, and he turns the puck over a little bit too much, and he doesn't play nearly physical enough for somebody um, who's playing that kind of shut-down pair role. And we have a guy called Luke Shen who leads the NHL in hits. Sheldon, play the man. Play the man. Play the man. Please, for the love of God, play the man. Um... And, you know, I think Sheldon's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd put him above Barube, but under, un, under Granado. So I, I'd have him like right there in, in B tier because, you know, if we're being honest, Sheldon hasn't proved anything in the playoffs. He's Sheldon has proved as much in the playoffs as Dean Granado has, as Granado has, Dan Granado has. Both of them have zero playoff series wins. You know what I mean? So it's just. I feel like, you know, we were talking, uh, the reason we got into this video idea is, is, you know, Shea was talking at the end of the season, if Toronto loses in the first round, do we fire Keith? And I was saying yes, and Sheldon was, and Shea was like, who would be better? And, you know, I don't know. I don't think there's many coaches that are better than Sheldon Keith, but I think we need a new voice in there. And so, and I think he's made some decisions that I just frankly cannot understand. Um by the same time, Toronto has done a very good job of, you know, getting players to produce when they come here. You know, Bunting came to Toronto and, you know, he became a really good player. Um, Kyle Yarncroke's on pace for a career high this season with Toronto. You know, Keith, you know, even the whole Hall's not good. He's not great. He's fine. And I think Keith has a kind of a role to play in that. He's made Justin Hall look like a serviceable NHL level defenseman since he's come, come coach for Toronto. Um, you know, there, there are highlights, and Camp has obviously been incredible for Toronto, but, you know, I, I think he was underrated in Chicago to begin with. Um, so it's, it's interesting. And, you know, Keith did a great job with the Marlies, and so I think he's a good coach, but I just don't think he's a top-five coach in the NHL, and Toronto's a top-five team in the NHL in my head on paper. So I just – that's kind of my thoughts on him. Very, very bipolar of me, I know, but it's kind of where it's at. I don't know what else to really add. I think you hit everything on the head there. Um, Is that Lalonde next? Yes. No, it's Gru. It's Gru. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, he, you know, if he does end up getting fired, um, you know, I can, like, I, I, I think Keith would get hired pretty quickly if he was, if he were to be let go. Um, but yeah, this season has definitely been kind of head scratching from the state of least. Uh, Derek Lalonde's up next. Um, and it's only his first season coaching, so I don't think, I think just because of that, we can give him a C tier because like, no, it's one year. Yes, the wings have looked good, but no, there's not really enough of a sample size to go, you know, to judge that off, right? So to me, I, w- I just put him a C. That doesn't mean he's been bad. Or anything, it's just, you know, he's still kind of a rookie in the coaching realm. Yeah, I guess not not a big enough sample size yet to judge him accurately. Is it the coach? Is it the team? Right? 
I mean, I mean, I and to be fair to Lalonde, I some of Yzerman's decisions in free agency this year look kind of bad <laughs> under Lalonde. What do you so, mean, Ben Ben Sherat four and a half wasn't a bad idea the day it was signed. <laughs> I mean, you know, Kuba Leaks had some flashes. Cop hasn't looked quite the same, right? And so there's like, we I think we need a bit more of a sample size and and try to figure out, you know, is it the coach? The reason why these players, some of these players like Cop and, and, and Perron aren't really playing up to their usual standards, or is it was it an ill-advised idea for Yarisman to be kind of handing out some of these contracts? I think I think Sider's step back this season was clearly not Lalonde's fault. Um, yeah, you know, like Yarisman brought in Sherratt, and I think when you pay a guy that much money, the expectation, the whole point in Yeisenman's mind was to play him with Cider, right? Give him a, a, a veteran to play with. And mm-hmm. so I don't really think that's Lalonde's fault. Um, and Bertuzzi obviously hasn't played much this season. Verona didn't play for them, basically. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think C's fair for him. I think it's uh, to be determined. Okay. Uh, Lane Lambert from the New York Islanders. Um, listen, the only reason why they're in a playoff spot is because they're good. they have the guy who's going to win the goddamn Vesna. All right. If Irelia Sorokin was just like above average, um, the Islanders would be far away from a playoff spot. And you know he he's always been Barry Trotz's right hand man. And you now once again the Islanders really struggled to score. Bo Horvat, guess what? He was on a shooting heater. Um, he hasn't really been good in New York, right? So you know similar to Lalonde, I'm gonna give him a C just because the sample size really isn't there. But um, is he the reason the Islanders are making the playoffs this season? I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, next, Brad Larson. Easy one there. <laughs> yep. I mean, all I hear is Columbus fans want him gone. Like, they don't like him. And, like, you know, I get that they've been killed by the injury bug. But even last season, they were just not good. Nah, I if you're a Columbus fan, you got if 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 this grade changes, if if you get the first pick and you get and you get Connor Bedard, Larson, automatically S to your coach because he was the main reason, the driving force behind <laughs> yeah. them getting Bedard. So this 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 is a to be determined for me. <laughs> if <laughs> if if they end up getting Bedard, I think he's a he he deserves a statue outside of uh, what's the arena called again? Nationwide. Nationwide. Yeah, nationwide. But no, I mean, from a pure coaching perspective, yeah, I mean, he's miserable. Yeah. Uh, Peter Laviolette from the Washington Capitals. Now, I don't think it's not Lavi's fault that the Caps have struggled this season. It's an old team. Um, half the roster kind of just died this year. They had Orlov out. Carlson was hurt for a while. Backstrom was hurt for a long time. Wilson, Oshie. Um... No, because I don't even think Kuznetsov was hurt. I think he just kind of sucks. Um, no, it's not Lavi's fault, but, you know, I think he will get the axe simply because you have Alexander Ovechkin. You shouldn't be missing the playoffs, and they're going to have to have a scapegoat. So I think he'll be unrightfully fired, but he wasn't the reason why they don't miss the playoffs. But you know, I still think he's a decent coach. Like, you know, he did well in Carolina. Obviously, he won a cup there. He did well in Philly, right? He did pretty good in Nashville. Got them to the cup finals, right? And in Washington, no, 
I, they haven't really made it past the first round since he's been there, but no, his teams haven't been the greatest either. So, you know, he does have, you know, history of success in the past, even though recently it's been kind of rocky. I would probably put him like lower end of the B tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously Washington does have a skilled team up and down the roster, but um, yeah, I think he will get fired. And I know, I know Washington fans want him gone after the season, like absolutely. But I, I, I don't, I don't watch Caps games. I don't know how they play. I don't know how much of it I can blame on Laviolette. So yeah, based on what he's done in the past, I think B is good for him. Hey, look, all I know is Rasmus Sandin looks like a Norris level defenseman on his roster. So look, <laughs> like, <sighs> why didn't we get a sniper with the first round pick we got from Sandin, man? Ah, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, B, B, B's fine, B's fine. I think all right, B's perfect. Um, Todd McClellan. Um, I don't like this guy because you know he kind of tanked my team, but um, you got respected though. He's he's doing well what? this year with LA. I don't know how, man. Like. It's like the guy kills prospects, and yet, I mean, Byfield's been good there, but like, Kaliev, Kupari, Anderson, Dolan's still been kind of crappy. Like, they haven't been great there still. Like, especially in Kupari's case, right? I think he only has like eight points or something like that. He's been kind of awful. Um, you know, obviously, at least, I don't want to. I don't want to face LA in the first round again this year. <laughs> give me Vegas. Give me fuck. I take Colorado because Colorado's not as good as this year as they were last year. Please, just don't give me LA because I, I literally think LA is a team to come out of the West. I do. And I know McClellan's had success this year, but I think that's just such a deep ass team, man. Like they were winning, they were winning games with point eight hundred goaltending. They're winning games with Phoenix Copley as their starting goalie. I know yeah, but, but McClellan's also been the coach during the entire time, right? Yeah, but listen, he's also fat. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I think you're a little bit you're you're looking at this with a, a certain tint in your glasses. Wow, you know, it's he's not the... like he coached my team for like three <laughs> years, man. Three, four years. But like, I think you know, I think uh, you know, Sean Dursey has has been very good under McClellan, right? I think I think some of the younger defensemen yeah. have, have really Anderson's grown. Mike Anderson has been very good under him as well. And I think, you know, Byfield's been good. I mean, Turcotte has been bleh, but to be fair, I don't know how much of that is really on McClellan, right? I think just, Turcotte's yeah. kind of just, just kind of meh, right? Um, you know, but, you know, the thing with, you know, even the guys like Kupari and Anderson Dolan are not, like, and Kaliev are not necessarily performing, right? They're playing meaningful minutes on a team that's winning, right? And so they may not be putting up the numbers, but, you know, I think it will go a long way in terms of their development, you know, just being on a winning team with a winning culture, um, having guys like Kopitar and Dowdy. And, uh, you know, uh, I would I would put him, you know, kind of I would I would prefer him over. I think him and Gallant and DeBoer, like they're in kind of like a similar range at this point. You know, I think I think he's a good coach. You know, I and you know some some of these coaches they take some time, right? You know, sometimes maybe the first stint just isn't the right fit. You know, yeah. um, but I think he's found a fit there, and he's made Gavrikov. He Gavrikov looks good, has looked good for LA since he's gone over there. Somehow, 
Yeah, and, and you know, he was looking terrible with Larson, right? So, you know, I mean, to be fair, being a better coach than Larson isn't saying much. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's something. I, you know, I think I think he's improved. You know, I, I don't disagree with you that he was a, a train wreck when he was with Edmonton. But, you know, I think he's been good for this L.A. team, this young L.A. team. And, you know, he's I, helping them win. So, yeah, okay. I like that spot. All right. Um, Jim Montgomery... I love Montgomery when he was in Dallas. Um, even though, like I said, I didn't I agree with them firing Cassidy. Obviously, that bit me in the ass there. Um, like, they're going to break the NHL wins record. Like it, They're pretty close to it. I hate um, my division. I hate my division. I hate my division. I mean, you just look at oh, that team's so stacked and that team's so playing well. He, he revived Jake DeBrusque. Um, Patrice Bergeron just seems to be getting better every every year. I don't understand how that's possible. Zaka's look great under him. Um, listen, I think there's, you know, he, I won't say he's S because listen, look at the two people who are in S. They won, right? They won before. They're the recent cup champions. But listen, he's an A tier coach. He's top of A for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, Paul Maurice. I just don't like the guy. Can we put him in F just because I don't like him? <laughs> Why did they hire him? No, okay, listen, like, out of the, the, the coaching changes that happened last offseason, Maurice was the one I was the most shocked about because no one expected it. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, we knew that, um, who was it, Br- Brunette was going to get fired, but, you know, I didn't expect Paul Maurice to get hired as his replacement and uh they're the same dude <laughs> they're both bad <laughs> <laughs> but i mean listen if there's one thing that's going well for florida matthew could chuck in that hubert oak trade oh boy um, oh yeah Brandon Montour has yeah. replaced Uyghur, kind of like that so I was I was watching you know. the uh, the Panthers Leafs game the other day and there, someone made like some ridiculous comment. It was like Kachuk has more goals than Uyghur and Huberto combined and more points than both of them combined. I was like, okay, wow, that trade aged horribly for Calgary. Yeah, that yeah, that's god awful. Yeah, and like you know, like I don't think Maurice is like complete horse crap. I like, do. He isn't good. I. Well, because he coached Toronto, right? And he was another train wreck there, too. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, you're right. Like, he's just he's just average. Like, you know? And, I also like, just don't like him because I don't like Winnipeg. <laughs> so, that's where he coached last year. I have this thing I, against Winnipeg. You so. know what? I don't th- I, I, I think maybe, like, top of D is fair. Like, I think he's better than the Hines. But, like, is he better than the guys up here? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. You know, I think, but I think with Maurice, I think he's he. We know who he is. You know, at least with Lalonde, it's like you know who could Hackstall even. It's like who could these guys be? If you give these guys like another year or two, you know, and you know to get used to their roster and you know have more input, you know what could their teams look like, right? Whereas with mm-hmm. Maurice, it's like we know we know what this who who this guy is, and you know obviously Florida lost a lot of important players, but you know. They don't look very good this year, and he's their coach, you know. Yeah. So he's got to get at least some of the blame pie. Uh, David Quinn up next, coach of San Jose, and you know what is interesting? I recently learned um, that San Jose 
5v5 micros are actually pretty damn well. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, for some reason, it didn't go well with the Rangers. I couldn't tell you why. But, you know, for the most part in San Jose, yes, they've been struggling badly, but it's expected. Um, Like, I don't think he's been bad there. And, you know, for me, I'm going to put him C because it's kind of like Lalonde, kind of like Hacksaw, right? They'll see where he is a year, two years with San Jose. But, you know, to start off his tenure, like, he actually has been pretty impressive there. And, you know, Eric Carlson had just completely revived his his career under him, right? He's back to the old Eric Carlson. He might be better. He's playing, actually. He's better. Eric, yeah. yeah, he's better than Brad Carlson. <laughs> now, right? so, you know what? Like, I think middle of C is pretty fair. Just right in the middle. Yeah, I mean, San Jose is the worst team in the league right now. I don't know how much you can blame on him, though. Yeah, I guess I guess he's fine. Me- mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, uh, with some of these teams, it's like, is it the player or the coach, right? Like, like San Jose's, yeah. like, Barabanov, I think, is, like, a first-line left wing for them, or, like, a second-line left wing for them. And, like, this guy he's couldn't crack well, Toronto's he's line. Good. He's no, he's good. a good player, don't get me wrong, but he couldn't crack Toronto's roster. Right, like, like, I I got like the J Fresh stats here. Um, San Jose is third in the league in quality five v five shot attempts. Like, that's and like the top two teams are Toronto and Edmonton, right? And below them, below San Jose is Vegas, Tampa, New Jersey. This is like elite company right here, right? Yeah. So you know the Quinn's doing something right there, and I'm excited to see guys like Eklund and um guys like oh, Bordalo and yeah, Wise Blood, You know. San Jose, it's going to be a rough next two to three years, don't get me wrong, but, you know, hey, you got a chance at Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli or Will Smith or Michikov. They're going to get a dang good player. And you know what's most impressive about that stash, eh, is that you hear these other teams, right? Like, the thing is, like, Toronto, yeah, you know, I, you can put that on Sean Keefe, but the reality is the guy's got John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marr, William Nylander, right? I think those four players are going to heavily skew the five-on-five opportunities that Toronto has, likewise with Edmonton. They literally have yeah. the biggest game-breaker in the world. And, you know, Eric Carlson is a great player, don't get me wrong, but he's, like, what, 32 years old? Right. Post Achilles. <laughs> what last couple seasons has not been great, right? He's gonna. He's the driving force behind those kinds of opportunities. Like, like the the amount of talent that Quinn has to work with, which compared to some of these other coaches, to be putting those kinds of five v five offensive numbers is very impressive. But they can't win a game to save their life, so he can't be beat here. Not even close. <laughs> Fair. Um, Luke Richardson is next up of Chicago. Um, no really thoughts about him. Like. It's a crappy ass team. That's like one of the worst rosters I've seen in my life. Um, you know, you know what's fucking hilarious? Alex Stalock has, for some reason, just been undeniable. He has a nine fifteen K percentage. I don't get it. Leafs legend. Alex Stalock, Leafs legend, Oilers legend too, kind of. <laughs> um, you know what? You know this is this could be a topic for another video, but dude. Um, the league average new percentage is low this year. It's like nine oh one. Nine oh one. Shelby Jack. Sorry. Like every year, dude. Like the the, the save percentage decreases. It's it's weird. Like I know I know scoring's going up, but 
my god, even like Vasi's at a 9-13 this year. Son of Sonoff, he's been unbelievable this year. 9-14. Like, there's only like five goalies above 9-15. Leafs are being Tampa. We got the better goalie this season. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, uh, Sammy. You're coping, bud. You're coping. Um, but yeah, Luke Richardson, I have no thoughts. I'm just going to put him in C because, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, they're not going to be good for a while, that's for sure. Yeah. Shitty team. Maybe shitty coach? We don't know. We'll find out. Uh, Lindy Ruff has completely revived New Jersey this year. And, um, you know, he's, he, I mean, he's obviously won before with, uh, no, never mind. He wasn't the coach of Dallas when they won the cup. He was the coach of Buffalo that year. Yeah. Um, I mean, his time in Dallas was kind of eh. All right. They didn't really do much, but I mean, he was a long time coach of the Sabres. He did. They, I believe they went to, they, they obviously went to the 99 Cup Finals, right? They've had a lot of playoff success back then. Um, even in the mid-2000s, right? When they had Palmerville. Yeah. And Bannock, when they had yeah. Derek Raw, right? So, you know, right now, just because of how New Jersey is doing, I would put him closer to a B. I don't think he's an A coach yet. But we'll see. New Jersey can continue the success for the next two to three years. Maybe he does reach the A territory. Let's hope not. I think Toronto has enough competition in the Eastern Conference from their own division. I don't think we no. need New Jersey. New, Jer- New Jersey is going to be absolutely insane in a couple of years. All right, you got to hurry this up. Uh, next, <laughs> Martin St. Louis. Um, kind of there for the vibes, I guess, because the Habs just suck again and they got injured to shit again. Um... You know, one thing he did do is revive Cole Caulfield because uh, I don't know what the hell Dominic Ducharme did to him. Like, I don't know yeah. what the hell happened with Ducharme. I don't know. Man but, went from a cup finals to getting sacked within half a year. Like, Jesus. Uh, I mean, their goals have been... Like, I know, like, the raw stats. Like, raw goals against average, raw save percentage looks crap. But like, their goals actually haven't been that bad. I'm pretty sure... I know Montable is a positive and goal save above expected. I think Allen is closer to zero. But, you know, once again for St. Louis, it's kind of a wait and see. One guy I do want to talk about is Nick Suzuki and how overrated he is. <laughs> he is hey. He's kind of awful. But, yeah, similar to, like, most of these coaches in the C tier, it's like, okay, we'll see, we'll see where they are in a year or so. Yep. Uh, Mike yeah. Sullivan, uh, Varun. Um, talk about him. Yeah, I think I think he is. I mean, if we if we made this tier list maybe two or three years ago, I I'd put him in S, no doubt. Um, obviously, I think I think it's like tactics, his locker room personality are are S tier, but um, his decision making lines, um, certain players he chooses to defend, I guess in the recent months have got me to not like him that much. Uh, um, I, th- I think, I think he's an A-tier. I th- still think he's an A-tier coach just because um, yeah, I agree. How, how bad, how bad the Penguins team is. The bottom six is terrible. The defense is terrible and they still might make the playoffs this year. I, th- I think part of them being part of them, part of the bottom six and defense being bad is due to Mike Sullivan. But I think I think still being in a playoff spot is pretty impressive for the quality of players that they have. Right, I agree. 
Yeah, uh, Shea knows that I've kind of <laughs> shit on Sullivan in private, but you know he's got the cash <laughs> yeah. in. I can't deny his cocks, but I'm just gonna say that McGinn Carter Captain line gave me. Bro, that, that, that was fucking Phil. That was awesome. Like filthy no, line. No, no, I I was gonna say um we could have had a line of Evan Rodriguez, uh, Jared McKinn, and um <laughs> Fred, Freddie Gaudreau for one million less than Carter McGinn and Captain. <laughs> and oh, I guess I guess that's that that's hextal, but I, I just needed to get that off my head. All right, that, yeah, that yeah. was awful. <laughs> oh man, uh, Daryl Sutter is up next. Now, if we made this last year, he'd probably be in the A category. What's happening this year? I think it's safe to say he's going to D. Yeah, that was my instant yeah. reaction. I should show Calgary. It's weird because. Their 5v5 numbers are still top in the league. Like, they're still creating a lot of chances 5v5. They're still playing really good defense. It's Mark just that... Strum just sucks. Bro, we literally actually broke him. I'm not <laughs> kidding. We killed the guy's confidence. I And that's awesome. Um, But, like, Huberto has taken a huge step back. Kadri expected, but has taken also a huge step back. The only guy that's kind of been consistently good is Toffoli, and... I mean, Tyler Toffoli played under Sutter in LA, so that's expected. Amaj yeah. um, yeah. fell off the, a map. Um, he's scratching Jacob Pelletier every other game from Milan Lucci from Trevor Lewis. Um, no, they waive Valamaki, and we know what Valamaki is doing For in Arizona right yeah. now, and we'll get to Arizona's coach in like in a second. But yeah, like it's just gone complete. It's it's gone down the shitter in Calgary for Sutter. Kind of like every other team he's coached, he has a he's good for a few years, and after that, you want to get rid of him. Um, we'll see if Kyrie gets rid of it, but I don't think I don't think they will. I think it's likely he gets promoted to GM, but we'll see. Um, Rick Tockett, um, I I don't I don't really know. I don't really care where we put him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Like, he took over a crappy team midway through the year, but, like, yeah. even in Arizona, like, he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad, but, like... It's like it was Arizona, who, man. It's like, like, who cares, you know? Put him in the C tier. No one cares about him. John Tortorella, I mean... I mean, he's Sutter, basically, right? He's a, he's a guy every couple of seasons where you don't really want him... You know what I mean? Like, he, 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 he keeps your team competitive the first couple of seasons, and then after that, it's kind of meh. And, you know, he's playing on, you know, the team this year that he has in Philadelphia. He's a defensive mind coach, but he doesn't yeah. have any defensemen who actually play defense. So it's kind of tough to run your system when you don't have the, really the personnel to run your system properly. I, I think, I think you know, higher than, like, D tier is, I think, kind of fair for him. Um, yeah, I agree. I think he's better than Maurice, like, if yeah. players buy into a system, I mean, then you're gonna succeed. But he's a fucking hard ass. Like, who won the play under Tortorella, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Andre Turingi um, from Arizona. Listen, I don't care if Arizona gets like five straight cups. Fuck this guy. All right. <laughs> because he can the gold in 2020. No, no that's facts. Nah, fuck this loser. Nah, but in all seriousness, um, I mean, he's done a great job there. Uh, that defense is a complete horseshit, but Moser and Valamaki are carrying it right now. Uh, Michelli's look great on him. Nick Schmaltz, um, Clayton Keller obviously has looked freaking beyond elite there. Um, you know, Krause has been great. Even like guys like Jack McBain have been good there. You know, Nick Bukes had a really good year under him and obviously got traded to Edmonton. 
And, you know, right now, like, I would put him in C. We have a lot of C coaches, but, like, that's because that's for majority of the first-year coaches I think are, I'd put but... him next to Quinn, to be honest. You know, you know? I, I can respect that. Yeah. Because there, there's similarities there, right? Bad rosters, but you know, I, I think they're overachieving given their, their roster in terms yeah. of the important analytics. And finally, Jay motherfucking Woodcroft. Um, oh, of course you put first... him last. No, I mean, it was I, I swear to God, it was randomized. Uh-huh. I didn't expect uh-huh. him to be last. Um, but this is the first time in years since I believe 1670 where the Oilers bottom six has been a fucking positive. You don't know how... You don't know... That's frustrating, to be honest, because um, the Oilers' bottom six in the past few years have consisted of bum plugs like Yoki Nygaard, James Neal, Alex Chason. But guess what? This year, we got depth, actually. You know, Matthias Yamark has been a defensive stud 5v5. He's been chipping in. Warren Fogle, a guy who I've been harsh on ever since he came to Edmonton, um, no, he's been contributing positively there. Like, most of their bottom six, besides, I believe, Clint Costin, who's an amazing finisher, but 5v5, he's kind of there. Um, like, they're above, like, they're, they're 5v5 numbers, goal, expect the goals for a percentage, all that. They're above 50. And, you know, sure, the defense hasn't been great there, but how much do you blame that on Woodcroft, right? I mean, Ken Holland, what is the fucking season, um, with the right-hand side of Bouchard, Barry, and DC, right? So, I don't really blame him there. And, you know, he, he, he turned around the team when he took over back in February. Um, for me, I would put him next to Keith. I think both of them share similar quantities. I think they're both good coaches. Like Keith, there is some times where Woodcroft will make head-scratching decisions. But, you know, a lot of the times, even though you don't agree with it, they do work out. Um, I would like to see more of a sample size with Woodcroft. Um, but you can't deny that he's miles better than Dave Tippett, and he's probably the best coach Oilers have had in the past. Probably since no, he's probably their best coach since Glenn Saver, since the glory days. So I think that's pretty fair. I don't know about you, Ryan. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I think I think that's a good way to end things off with an impassioned rant from our resident Oilers fan. Unfortunately, we're about to, this call is about to end. So we're going to have to wrap up recording. Uh, but All thank right. you everybody for watching. And um, we'll probably maybe have some more videos before the playoffs, but we'll see. It's been kind of hectic for all of us. Um, but until then, uh, we'll see you guys next time.